Ephesians 1, 1 through 14. Now I'm reading from the New Living Translation, so don't think you're going crazy or anything. (laughs) This letter is from Paul, chosen by God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. It is written to God's holy people in Ephesus, who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May Christ and peace, um, may grace and peace be yours, sent to you and God, from God our Father, and Jesus Christ our Lord. How we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we belong to Christ. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the wonderful kindness he has poured out on us because we belong to his dearly loved son. He is so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom through the blood of his son, and our sins are forgiven. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It is his plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his good pleasure. And this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us from the beginning. And all things happened just as he decided long ago. God's purpose was that we, who were the first to trust in Christ, should praise our glorious God, And now you also have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us everything he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. This is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious God. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much for the opportunity to just teach your word, to um, just uh, serve you. I pray that you touch each one here tonight, that any distractions would be left behind, Lord, that it would be left at the cross. I pray that you would uh, speak each one individually, like you're speaking to them directly, and only them. I pray that what we learn tonight through your word, that we can apply it to our lives, and just leave that fragrance of Jesus Christ behind us. 
We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I wanted to give you a background on the author a little bit. Um, of course, the author is Paul. Um, Paul wrote the letter to the um, Ephesus, to all the believers everywhere written, approximately um, 60 AD. It was sent um, with uh, Titicus, his um, long um, friend who was his companion. The letter was sent uh, to strengthen and encourage the churches um, in the area. Yeah, Paul was a Hebrew. His actual trade was tent maker. But something that blows me away is that Paul, showing God's power and grace on his life, he, he was the kind of man that actually persecuted Christians. And yet, at the end of this, you'll see, his heart just totally changed. Um, his conversion occurred on the road to Damascus when a light from heaven flashed before him and he heard a voice, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Paul was temporarily blinded but was healed by a Christian named by Ananias. From that point on, he was zealous to proclaim publicly Jesus Christ. And he was apostle. I guess, I don't know about you, but if I would experience that for sure, I'd be zealous. Um, but in 1 and 2, let's read 1 and 2. This letter is from Paul, chosen by God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. It is written to God's holy people in Ephesus, who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May grace and peace be yours, sent to you from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, one and two, Paul is just trying to get their attention, trying to get them because they went off track. What also blows me away, and I didn't put in this, it's off my notes actually, is that he was in prison. And in any circumstances, he still had to zealous. It didn't matter what he went through, what happened to him. He knew to God he served. And he, that zealousness did not change what God had for him in his life, in the ministry. Paul is saying, which stands out in 3 and 4, where it says, how we praise God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we belong to Christ. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Paul was praising God. You know, he knew what he had. He knew the God he was serving. And he wanted others to realize themselves. He doesn't want, he didn't want anybody else to miss out on what God had for them. He loves them with all their heart. And he wants them to not miss out on those blessings. And he also knew 
the benefits that belonged belong into Christ's family, the family of God. I wrote down a few. Um, um, as a family, you, you're chosen for salvation. You're saved. You have eternal heavenly time with Christ forever and ever and ever. And to me, that just blows my mind. You know, I have a lot of opportunity driving, as my wife knows, to work. Sometimes I complain. She puts me right back into my place. Um, but that's the time I do a lot of thinking, and I pray and I speak to the Lord. And uh, it really blows my mind to know what he's done and continues to do regardless of my shortcomings. And to be up here teaching you now, it shows you what God can do. Um, number two is being adopted as his children. You, as a child of God, you're protected. You have his protection. And that, for me, is comforting, no matter what I go through. We have his guidance. No matter what you go through life, in life, you could, you know, you, you have his guidance. You just got to ask. You know, my wife has a saying, if you don't ask, you don't know. You just got to ask. And number three, we're forgiven. We have his forgiveness. You know, if you're holding on to something, it's not God. That is not from God. The time you leave it at the cross, it's forgotten. He won't remember. If you talk to him, he just won't remember what that was anymore. So it's, it's important for us as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, to let go of those things. Then we could be used tremendously. Excuse me. Also, benefits of being a part of his family is he gives us insight. He gives us understanding of God's word in ways, you know, ways that we never saw before. We were blinded. And that's something for us as Christians to remember. Not to be so harsh on those who don't believe. Because we were once there. And we need to remember that they don't know. They don't understand. They don't get it. And that's where the power of God needs to just radiate through us in our lives. And through all that we do and the way we live our lives. Number um, five. We have gifts of the Spirit, and it's a gift. I think we take it too much for granted, and it's given by Him. You know, it's not chosen by man just because you want it. You can't say it, make it happen. It's His timing, and it's His way, and it's our gift from Him. Number six, we have power. To accomplish God's will for our life and what God has for us. We have power beyond anything of this world. We have anything. I think we don't tap in it enough. We don't realize enough of what Christ has and what power we have at our fingertips. That we just need to get on our knees and ask for him to guide us. 
Number seven, we have the hope of living forever with Jesus Christ in heaven. Again, when I drive and I think about that, sometimes I cry on my way to work because it just is overwhelming to me. Being up here, just the things my family is being used for, it's all God. It's all God. And I am so thankful for him in my life. Also, um, we have an intimate relationship with him. Intimate. Those of you who are married or have girlfriends or boyfriends, intimacy is wonderful in God's context. And the intimacy that God has with us is just tremendous. Again, we, I think we just get too busy in our lives that we tend to forget. And we just tend to get off track that way. And we need to get put back on track. Because I personally, and I know my wife too, do not want to miss out on those blessings. Because this life, as a lot of people know, is too short. Number five. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. God's unchanging plan was always to be, to adopt us into his family, to bring us to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, as Pastor Joe spoke about recently, the extreme Calvinists will sometimes use something like that to say that, um, see, I told you, he planned it already. There are people saved who are going to heaven. They're already pre-chosen. There's those who are chosen who's going to go to hell. But in Romans, turn with me to Romans 3.24. Says yet, now God is His gracious kindness declares us not guilty. He has done this through His, through Jesus, uh, Christ Jesus, who has freed us by taking uh, away our sins. If we were pre-chosen, number one, why would Christ go through all that that He went through for us? And. Many where in the scriptures, it says you must believe. Believe is a choice. We must believe. So it's a shame people miss the mark because they miss out. Number six. Let's go back. Oh, actually, I have another reference. John 1, 1 12. It says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. 
It says it right there in one scripture. There's many, many hundreds, I'm sure. To say that who believed. So we have to believe. The result. All right, let's back to six. Back to Ephesians 6. So we praise God for the wonderful kindness he has poured out on us because we belong to his dearly loved son. To me, this is like a result of realizing what he has done. And you can't help but praise him. For the life of me, I love to play worship. I love worship with all my heart because it's from my heart. And it's from what God has done in my heart and through my life. And I can't thank him enough. Again. If you can use a donkey, you can use me. Number seven, he is so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom through the blood of his son. And our sins are forgiven. You know, I just wanted to go back a little bit. Um, something to reflect on. Something that I know that Paul got was that after realizing what God has done for him, also as believers, he's saying that we need, there should be a change in us. There should be a change in our lives if we are getting into the word on our knees in prayer and in fellowship and being disciple. There should be a change in our lives. There should always be a change. If you all know, you all know if you can look back another year, 10 years from now, um, back when you were the way you were, if you can't look now and see that you've changed, something to check. Um, if something didn't change, there's something wrong with that. You need to really get on your knees and ask God to show you the areas in your life you need to change. Because as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, as his children, we need to be changing. Our hearts need to be changing for him every day. And nothing that I'm teaching up here, I fall, you know, I fall short of too. It's not a challenge. It's all, always a challenge. But that's my heart's desire. To move forward and to change for him. To allow the Holy Spirit to change my heart. And I am surprised. I'm sure everybody here can, has a story of when a fr somebody would come up to them and just say, tell them, um, they see a difference in you. You know, they're attracted to Jesus Christ through your life. And they want to know what it's all about. It's nothing you're doing. It's your being obedient and you're allowing Jesus Christ to do the work through you. And if we just allow that to happen, that transformation, God could do many things through us in our lives. Number seven. 
Oh, wait, I read seven. That's okay. A result of God's kindness was that he sent his son to die for our sins, to purchase our freedom by the blood of his son. Again, my drive to work. I've got a lot of time to think, especially coming home in traffic. We just know that if you could just sit back and what he's done for us, I mean, he, he suffered such a tremendous death. He, what he went through, I don't know how many of you all saw the passion, but if you didn't cry, it, it, it just blew my mind. Um, just, it was just a visual, the best that we could see now. He, um, he did a tremendous thing for each and every one of us. And we don't have to do a thing for it, it's free. It is a free gift. And all you have to do is believe with all your heart, mind, and soul. And accept it. And you'd be saved. All I can tell you is from my experience is that the changes in my life, I would not trade it. Nothing I've been through. I went through a tremendous hard divorce. Um, it was hard. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't have changed it for anything because it made me who I am today. And that's why I'm standing up here now. Because God used it to mold me and change me. And I'll go through it again if this is the result of what it would have done. I knew then what I know now. Number eight. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Showered us with his kindness, wisdom and understanding. Showered is like taking a shower, you know. To me, it's just, it just covers us. He covers us with kindness and just with his kindness. If we just let him do so. And we receive a wisdom and understanding we didn't prior have before. I don't know about you, but I want to understand in this time, in this body, in this mind, the best I can. And we can't do it on our own. Um, We need the power. He knows that we need him. That's why we need to rely on him for all of what he desires. Because he doesn't give us things he knows aside from him, apart from him. It's impossible. So we need to get on our knees and seek him and his will for our lives. Nine and ten. God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago, according to his pleasure. And this is his plan. At the right time, designed long ago, according to his good pleasure. And this is, oh, sorry. And this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Paul tells what that plan is. You know, he... It's in his timing, not our timing. 
you know, again, like Pastor Joe has preached up here, where we just want everything yesterday. That's not reality. That's not God's way. We should truly want with all our hearts what God wants for you in your life. Everything. And we need to wait on his plan. We tend to get ahead, but we tend to drag our feet. We need to seek his direction and timing in all the things in our lives. Furthermore, in 11, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance. An honor, uh, inheritance, I'm sorry, an inheritance from God, for he chose us from the beginning. And all things happen just as he decided long ago. You know, God wasn't keeping a secret from us. People would say that too, and just, you know what, he was keeping a secret, and he had it all pre-planned, and why do anything? Because God has already decided how it was going to go. But the reason for that, the reason for the plan for the world, the world could not fully understand it until Christ died for us. We would never understand, and he knew that. He created us. He knows our abilities. He knows what we can't handle. On that day, and this is something that stands out to me, and on that day, all people will bow down. All people, believers and non-believers, will be drawn down to their knees. And because you either are going to go and bow down to him because of your love for him or your fear. My question to you is where you're at. Where are you at now? If you came back today, would you fear him? Would you want to embrace him? If you haven't noticed, Paul mentions praising our Lord four times in just those 14 verses. Another question to you all is do you praise him for all the things in your life? And do you continue to? He deserves it. He deserves our praise because he loves each and every one of us more than what we ever will understand in these times, in these bodies. For Paul to say it four times, He's trying to emphasize something, and he knows how important it is for us to praise him. And again, like I said, how much he desires it. it again, it just blows my mind how much he loves us. And how much I think, I believe, we all, as Christians, take it for granted. Eleven, twelve. 
It says, furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us from the beginning. And all things happened just as he decided long ago. God's purpose was that we who were the first to trust in Christ should praise our glorious God. And now you also have heard the truth. The good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. Paul reminds us that we heard the truth. We can either accept it or deny it. It's up to us to receive it. I know most of you here, but I don't know everyone, especially in these glasses, everything's blurry. But I don't know your hearts. That's between you and God. And I would hope that you all have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That you just seek him. If you don't, you can ask any of us leaders here. Anyone here would be happy to talk with you. Anyone has any questions. But it's so important. You don't want to leave earth without him. Because then it's too late. And for those who are listening to this CD, you can call us and ask for any of us here. But it's so important that everyone knows for sure where they're going. And yes, you can know if you're going to be going to heaven or not. And if you're saved. I desire everyone here to know that and to realize what they have and could have if you don't. It breaks my heart to think that anyone would perish. I don't know if you ever thought about it. Again, on my drive to work. It's just to think about eternal, eternal things. It's a long time. It's not a million years, not a billion trillion, it's forever. You're either going to be with Jesus Christ in heaven forever and ever and ever, or you're going to be in hell, eternally separated from God. His hands are going to be off. Right now, he's in full control of everything here, even though we don't understand sometimes, but we know he's in control here. And with all the turmoil down here, he's still in control. Once he lets go, it's going to be mayhem. And to be eternally separated from him, I could not imagine. I am so thankful he hasn't returned yet, even though I'm looking forward to it. I thank God for his patience. Because I know there have been times that I would have snapped my fingers and disintegrated some people. But who am I to judge those people? Because I was once like that. And we need to have more love for others and to reach out to them. 
Again, Paul says to praise him, knowing and understanding what God has done for him. You have to remember, too, that Paul is writing this letter in jail. He's in prison. He, he's not letting the circumstances in his life guide him or allow to influence his love for Jesus Christ. But he allows that, that trial to dig his heels in even more because he's not going to stop for anyone. And he knows that the worst that can happen to him is that someone would send him to his father in heaven at his home. So do we have that same zeal? Do you have that same zeal? I can't always say I do, but I'll tell you, it's growing more and more in me. And I want that zeal in my life. And I pray that for each and every one of you, that you have that same zeal, and that you desire to want to live all you can for Jesus Christ. Because he'll, through his power, he can do tremendous things. I had somebody come and visit here at work, um, actually come here, who got saved. He's Indian. And I was curious of why. You know, what it was that, what what did he see? You know, I was curious. And I wasn't in a boastful way or anything. I was really curious. Because my prayer is that I change. And that people... Pastor Paul knows one of my favorite scriptures is, you know, that fragrance of Jesus Christ being left behind. And I want that left behind. So I asked him, and he, so I said, um, what is it? And he just said, just your demeanor, you know, the, the love you have for people. And I can't say I always had that, you know, and that's a change. He said that if, if what I had, he can have, he wanted it. And that blew my mind. And that made me cry. I'm very emotional sometimes. I admit to it. I'm a man, but sometimes I have that emotional side. But I would just hope that you live that same life. I feel feel led to really share that because um, many of us miss out on that. And I, I did, and I have. And it breaks my heart when I do. Because I don't want to miss those opportunities of just um, sharing the love of Jesus Christ with someone. And when somebody tells me that I had a change in their life, it just blesses me so much. And it's nothing I do. I make myself available, and God does it all through me. My wife knows too, Rose, just that it just sometimes we just sit in awe. You know, we sit in bed at night, just that's when we decide we want to talk. I'm out of words, but my wife's not out of words yet. But I love it, because that's when we talk and we decide to... We, we, we just kind of recap on a day and things that have touched us. And I love her zeal for the Lord. It's one thing, one of many things I love about her, that she loves the Lord with all of her heart, and she serves Him. And she puts Him first, as I do. And that's what we teach our children. We need to put Christ first in our lives. And again, we, you just can't go wrong there. You know, Paul knew this. He couldn't keep it to himself. 
I don't want to keep it to myself either. It's taught that what we have in Christ is a treasure. What good is a treasure if you hold it on to yourself? Those of you who know Bugs Bunny, um, the Daffy Duck, that one scene, it just reminds me of that one scene when uh, he was holding on to the, mine, oh mine, oh mine, oh mine. Um, It's just, it's so true though. You know, it's the world. It's the world. You know, it's all mine. What I can get, you know. It really breaks my heart to see it. And I really pray that Crossfields is used for his glory each and every day. I have a couple of questions for you just to think about as I close now. Paul was pouring into others. Where would you be today if that person or those people didn't pour into you? Are you discipling someone? It's a good question. I know where I'd be right now. I'd probably be dead with my lifestyle. And I'm so thankful for the grace and mercy that God showed upon my life. If you're not discipling someone, I'm telling you, you're missing out on a, a blessing. To see them, trans, the transformation is just amazing. I have brothers who are pouring into me. Pastor Joe and Pastor Paul and Pastor Vinian. And, and just, it's just such a blessing. And I'm sure it blesses them to see me turning into something that God wants me to turn into. And it's so important that you guys, any of you, pouring into someone. Because I am so thankful for those who did. If you know what you have, are you keeping it to yourself? Are you reflecting the love of Christ in all you do? Let me tell you, It has more of an impact than you think. Because I've heard it said before that Christians are a good reason that people don't come to church. And that's sad. But there is also that other side. It is also a good reason why others do come to church. And what choice are you going to make? Let's pray. Lord God.